with you all day long. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Uh, talking about, uh, of course, the Oilers losing in overtime 4 3. If you're just waking up to that news, yeah, that's the news. They were ahead 3 uh, 1 in the third period, but uh, unfortunately, uh, they lost 4 3. You've got this text. Good morning, Chris and Matt. We're driving home to Athabasca after four hours of sleep of being at the Oilers game. Some crappy ref calls, but still worth every penny for the game. It's going to be a long 10 hour workday at the pulp mill we work at. Go, Oilers, go. Have a great day. I don't think the refs made too many bad calls. Yeah. They earned the penalties they got. Yeah, it was what it was. Everybody was frustrated and whipping their popcorn and beer and pom-poms onto the ice at the end of the game. I'm like, no, no, don't do that. Because, you know, that just, it, it, it comes across like, you know. Just not great. sigh. Yeah. <sighs> oh, yeah. Nobody could get on the LRT yeah. <laughs> and then just mope all day today. <laughs> That's how you do it. Instead of throwing dibris on the, the ice. Yeah. My name is Debbie. Another text says, this has nothing to do with staying up for the hockey game. My sister was visiting from Manitoba yesterday. She was supposed to fly home uh, to Calgary and then on to Brandon uh, with a, four, a 7.30 a.m. flight. Unfortunately, the flight was canceled and she was put on a 6.30 a.m. flight today. Having to be at the airport two hours ahead, we didn't get much sleep the last two nights. But the fortunate thing was I got to have my sister stay for another night. Awesome. There you go. Yeah. Matt got to spend some time with his sister. She watched the game with you last yeah, night. Yeah, surprised. Just the two of us. We never hang out just the two of us. It would have been neat. She's a little jumpy when the, oh, the play is on. She's so jittery. And I don't know if you watch a game like this or yeah. watch games with anybody like this. But anytime it's something close, she goes, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like you're exactly like our mother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, oh, sounds oh. Like, that sounds like my wife when I'm driving. <laughs> yeah, we'll slow down. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Lost the playoff game last night. Uh, we had it in the bag, and then we lost it. Uh, yeah, you feel better about a loss when, uh, you know, let's just say we were the ones down 3-1, and we came back, and then we ended up losing in overtime. But when you have a 3-1 lead, you kind of like, okay, we're good to go. But then we got into some playoff or penalty trouble, and that caused us some trouble as the game went on. But we played well, and I really feel good about uh, game number two. They don't. Give up yet. The bandwagon still has room. Oh, Jump yeah. on. Okay, so a team that's not in the playoffs this year is from the country Thunder City of Calgary, the Calgary Flames. And if you listen to this show, you know Matt is always thinking about Calgary. Incredibly supportive. And the Calgary Flames. So, like, there's so much talk about Edmonton, 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 Alberta, 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 Edmonton, Edmonton. Edmonton. That's all they talk about is the Oilers. Right. What about our friends down in Calgary? Okay. All right. Good. Well, thank you. I mean, you know, we've got some listeners out in Red Deer, and maybe there's people listening to us online in Calgary right sure. now. Sure. They may not be listening for long. Okay. Well, let's find out. Okay, go ahead, Matt. Here's a letter to Calgary mm-hmm. and the Calgary Flames. All right. Dear Calgary, here we are at the end of the season. I know things didn't go well, but don't worry. There's lots to be positive about. Your best player who you traded for had a dynamite year. Your coach, who seems like a super nice guy in the dressing room, is all set for a year of coaching offensive hockey once again. The general manager of the team is ready to add the small pieces you're going to need to finally make that long cup run. You got let go yesterday. The economy is humming. But wait, none of that is true. Your coach is a mean old farmer. Your best player hates him so much he fought back by not scoring a single point. The GM has his bags packed, literally, he's out the door. But the bigger problems are off the ice. Your town is laid out funny. Southwest, northwest, east. What is going on? The C train is still somehow worse than the LRT. Half of your office buildings are vacant. 
Garth won't play in the saddle loam because it's a dump. <laughs> Chinooks give everybody migraines. <laughs> You've driven the cost up in Banff and Canmore so much that the rest of Alberta can't afford to go. The Deerfoot is a straight-up death trap. <laughs> and when you go to the Calgary Zoo, the gorillas are never out. <laughs> we may have lost game one and the first game of the battle, but you've lost the war. Don't forget, the season may end for the Oilers, and they could lose, but you'll suck forever. Go, Edmonton. Calgary, you suck. <laughs> well, that took a turn. I thought it was... I thought it was going to be nicer than that. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. Good, good job, Matt. No problem. Right. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Uh, at 8 o'clock and also at 8, don't forget the uh, code word for Luke Holmes. You could uh, see Luke Holmes, his sold-out show, and also, also meet him. We give you a word every hour, all day long, from 8 till 4 p.m. with Ethan Van Vols on the drive home, and it's your chance to uh, win that amazing prize. All right. Well, amazing. We had a pretty great weekend. I talked a little bit about it yesterday, the fact that our son uh, proposed to his now fiance. She said yes, uh, Leslie, which is really exciting. Uh, I never never saw it coming. Never, never thought he had it in him, but uh, he's had the ring for about a a month, and uh, he likes parties. So they went to Mexico a couple weeks ago. It would have been a natural thing to, you know, propose there. But he's like, no, I want to propose when everybody's around, to his credit. So uh, we live on the same acreage now with the two houses and in the back bush uh, where he sets up, uh, you know, his trail cams and just has some fun back there. He set up three trail cams. Him and his wife, uh, his wife, his mom, put up this nice little kind of flower area. And then on uh, Saturday at 2 o'clock, he went back there called her, said he needed some help bringing some stuff back from the bush. She went back there, and there he was on one knee with the trail cam taking the shot of him holding the ring, and she basically passed out. She was so excited. So she said yes? She said yes. We could hear her from our house, which isn't that far away from the bush, through the windows, her just screaming, What? What? (laughs) (laughs) She was wearing like her camo uh, coveralls, and he was wearing his camo outfit, and it was just kind of perfect for them. So it was a very, very exciting day. So our question this morning is, tell us about your unique proposal and how it went. You know, did you do it at a sporting event? Matt, you did it uh, down in Lethbridge, right? I did, yeah. 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 Nothing exciting. Went for a walk with the dogs at a park. Yeah. Cried. She said, yes. Are you doing this right now here? Yeah. I am. I'm doing it right here. Okay. What about your story? Uh, Mine, not very exciting. Yeah, we're not very interesting. My story literally was um, was a kissing Christmas party uh, many, many, many years ago, like uh, over three decades ago. I got a little out of hand at the party, I remember. We woke up the next day, and I thought, you know what? Do you want to go ring shopping? (laughs) I'm going to have to try to save this. <laughs> you, that's a great back pocketer. Yeah. If you have a night of debauchery yeah. and yeah. your g- girlfriend or partner is mad at you, yeah. just pull out the, well, let's go ring shopping. Yeah. Like, how could they stay mad? She literally forgot exactly. Yeah, exactly. The instant you she say that. completely forgot about me with my tie around my head. Like, she completely forgot about all that. Okay. What's your story? We, we'd love for you to call or text it now. 780-421-1039. You're listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Yeah, your proposal stories this morning. My husband proposed to me on the side of the highway, says a texter. 
Okay. Unique of nothing else. Yeah, okay, like that one. My now husband rented Telus Field and proposed on the pitcher's mound. He had his boss on in on it too and came up with an insane elaborate lie to get us to Telus Field and somehow convinced me to walk in blindfolded. Once you're walking in blindfolded, you're like, I'm you gotta be thinking this is yeah, coming, right? Alright. I, I I love the story and it's amazing. Yeah. But like get a clue. Yeah, right. <laughs> right after he proposed, the sky opened up and it poured on us. He also had a photographer there that took our engagement photos in the rain, which again, rain is good luck. Well, rain on your wedding day is good luck. I don't know about on your proposal day. Still flabbergasted somebody puts you in a blindfold. Eric says, I asked my fiance to marry me last year on the first riverboat ride of the year in Edmonton. Of course she said yes, which is a good thing. Otherwise, I would have had to walk the plank. I'm sure to jump into the river, LOL. So, there yeah. you go. Alright, well, thanks for your stories. You can continue to tell them. 780-421-1039. You're listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Kenny Chesney, beer in Mexico, Kissin' Country 103.9, talking about proposals. Uh, my husband proposed to me in his bedroom at his mom and dad's when we were in our 20s after he had abdominal surgery. He got down on two knees. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you had to help him up. <laughs> That's also kind of romantic, though, right? Because yeah. it's like, yeah. obviously stayed with me during this procedure. Will so. you marry me? Oh, good. Lake Louise, early morning, hired a photographer undercover, uh, said he worked for the hotel and was taking pictures of tourists. She had somewhat of an idea. Then we took a bunch of pictures. He made us go back to back. Then it was my turn to go down on one knee and ask her. Ah, uh, my husband proposed in my roommate's house in her living room with a card on Christmas Eve. Okay. Karina says, not my story, but my dad proposed to my mom at a pumpkin patch in the fall. It was almost right after she'd finished all of her surgeries and had been cleared of breast cancer. They both cried. Uh, me and my sister were both there too. It was so cute. Perfect for them. Oh, isn't that adorable? That is adorable. I love a good love story. It's true. Okay, thanks. You're listening to the Kiss in Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. All right, we're talking about proposals because our, our son got, uh, well, he, he proposed on the weekend. It was kind of a fun thing. Sent his fiance in the bush waiting for him. They're wearing their camel clothes, and that's the way it worked. My husband is from England, and when we went back to visit his parents, we were going on the London Eye, which I guess is something. It's really that cool. big wheel uh, Ferris wheel you see. Uh, yeah, yeah, and we went to meet his parents there, but a lady came up and took only my husband and I into the capsule. I was very confused why his parents weren't coming with us. We had a whole capsule to ourselves, the top of the London Eye. He got down on one knee. The staff was there taking pictures the whole time. And afterwards, she popped a bottle of champagne. It was very, very special experience. And uh, to this day, 10 years later, he still mentions it from time to time that I never cried, says Shannon. I think she was probably in shock. Oh, yeah. That's why she didn't cry. My husband proposed to me during a family long weekend camping trip. He took me out to the forest for a walk. There were so many mosquitoes. A lot of thoughtful words were said. He got down on one knee trying to avoid the mud and mosquitoes while asking me to marry him. We spent the weekend with no cell service in a very happy bubble with just my parents. We went on to catch uh, two amazing trout day after day. Uh, lucky weekend for all, but for the fish. That's a nice thing, right? Sure. And they were... I like the whole, you get a little moment for yourself that weekend before the insanity starts. No cell service, right? Yep. Your wife would love that, hey? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I know that she was very good. After I proposed, I said, yeah. like, hey, we got to take this time before we see anybody else because this is the only peace and quiet we're going to get right. for the next however long. Yeah. So we took the long way home. Did you? Yeah. How long did it take? Eh, a half hour. Okay. 
That's and then, as soon as we got home, yeah. snippity snap, snap, snip, snip, snap. Here come the pictures. <laughs> Beautiful. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. They called with her great story earlier. BJ, a funny story as well. Uh, we've had so many calls from people, and uh, text messages are rolling in. Just got to put a couple more of these on the air. My mom and dad, uh, stepdad had a really cool story. So every year, they go to the Edmonton Fish and Game Association Awards Dinner. It's for people who hunt and fish and whatnot, and they have a silent auction to bid on things. My mom was bidding on a helicopter ride for my stepdad. She ended up winning it. I like when people say they end up winning it. You didn't pay for but it. But still, they, they have the highest bidder, right? Uh, the plan was for those two to go up with another pair uh, in the helicopter ride, but my stepdad called ahead in advance to pay extra money, so it was just the two of them, and they ended up, well, taking the helicopter ride to the top of the mountain in Banff or Jasper, not sure which one, and they proposed on the mountain, been married for 15 years. That's pretty romantic. Love that story. All right. Uh, this one sounds like something I'd do. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Alana says, our proposal story is ridiculous. I came home from work to find my now husband and his brother in our backyard cleaning my brother's truck. I was starving, so I came out into the yard eating macaroni salad out of a container. He told me he had something for me. I assumed it was candy, obviously. Handed me a package with a ring in it and said, want to get married? He told me he went to buy the ring earlier in the day, and he was so excited he just couldn't keep it a secret. So there you go. You've got a ring in, in one hand, and you've got a container of macaroni salad in the other. I don't know if I could kiss you with a mouthful of macaroni salad. No? It's one of my least favorite things. Oh. And then go brush your teeth, and I'll kiss you. <laughs> I think that's a dream. Macaroni salad. <laughs> macaroni salad kisses. That's a, the <laughs> name of your first album. Oh, thanks, dude. You're listening to the Kiss in Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Uh, not a great thing if you're an Edmonton Oilers fan. In case you miss it, you're just waking up now. You, you like a, a lot of texts you said. I went to bed. They were ahead two nothing, and then I woke up and they'd lost four three in overtime. That's what happened. Game went till almost midnight. I had a chance to be there, and uh, every last minute of the game, every play is magnified. Whether it's a block shot, whether it's a hit, whether it's an icing, whether it's a, you know, obviously goals. I mean. Everybody just goes crazy. The atmosphere is nutty to be there. It really is. I knew that, and I am a screamer. (laughs) So I knew that I was already going to be lacking sleep, so I really tried to save my voice as much as I could. I could could feel it just kind of... Teetering on the edge. Just teetering this morning. Like, just just teetering. This is your excuse to go home and not talk to your wife. Mm. Karen, I need my green tea and honey. Ah, me, don't talk to me for the rest of the day. Can I have an Advil too? <laughs> Just because. Rub my feet. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, our question is, when have you lost your voice? And, 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 you know, why did you lose your voice? Is there an unusual reason? As I get older and you go to events and there's like a band or something playing and then you got to talk over them all night long. Are you trying to talk to girls at the bar? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I bench 225. <laughs> Gets tiring after a while. <laughs> Telling them all about your benching. <laughs> I've never lost my voice. No. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> I set myself up for that one. Don't say it. Uh, I won't. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> You've been on me enough this week already. Yeah, that's true. I've already picked I, up I think know. maybe playing baseball when I was younger, you know, you go to provincials, and then you're screaming and yelling from the bench. Yeah. All right, first text in, 780-421-1039. Shania Twain concert, worth it. 
feel the way I feel. Like Man, I feel like a woman. Yeah. Yeah, singing along, screaming. I hate to be the guy sitting next to you, but all the power to you. <laughs> yeah, concert's a common one. Is there anything else? Any... Uh, you know, maybe just going to a family event, you know, trying to talk over oh. everybody that's yelling. Oh, this mom just texted. Yeah. I lose my voice at every one of my kids' hockey tournaments. Okay. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a group of moms that yeah. sit there with the cowbells and the blankets all over their laps. Yeah, yeah. And, and they, then scream profanities. They got to scream over the cowbells. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Yeah, talking about uh, losing your voice. Uh, first off, we just got this text. It's embarrassing that a small amount of people littered the ice after the game. Uh, that was... It's just, again, that game goes all across North America and you got all this garbage being thrown. I understand the frustration and they were mad at the refs and disappointed at the game, but it just didn't look... It's not the best look. Just stay classy, Edmonton. Don't do it. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Don't eat your popcorn. It's coming from a guy that once threw beef on the ice, but that's... <laughs> that was... That's way different. Yeah. You weren't, like, littering. You are trying to get everybody revved up. Yeah, that's it. All Maybe right. throw beef next game? You know, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it needs to happen. Uh, becoming, uh, or talking about losing your voice, beginning of the year as a teacher, when you spend all summer resting your voice, it's, uh, you, you know, you're not quite ready yet, right? You got to get in gear for it, so to speak. Yeah, warm it up. Somebody said, put more bass in your voice and you will not lose it. Okay, give it a shot. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, say. You get a little deeper, you see. <laughs> get a little, what's his name? Josh? You know. Oh, Josh. <laughs> oh, there's some 8 billion jo- Josh Ross? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> here he is. You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Yeah, talking about the order game last night. If you were there, maybe you were at the watch party, or maybe you were just in your house screaming and yelling. You might have lost your voice. Nick says... He loses his voice at big paintball events, yelling and telling people where other teams are. Sometimes his voice doesn't last the day. Heads up. Yeah, it's all screaming instructions. Yeah, exactly. After an operation, when you wake up in the middle of it uh, and they have to uh, intubate you, you can barely talk for a week. That sounds like an absolute nightmare. Yeah. I don't want to wake up in the middle of an operation, first off. No, typically you wouldn't want to, right? No, no, it's true. Have you ever been intubated, Chris? I haven't, knock on wood. No, I haven't. I haven't. Have you? No. Okay. I bet you have to. You look like you got a long throat. Yeah. They probably have to use one of those long tubes on you. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or not. <laughs> Me neither. All right. Uh, when I was in school, says a texter, my allergies were so bad in the fall, I would lose my voice for two to three months right around harvest time. Mm. Would this happen to you during harvest time? I don't remember. You work you so much you stop talking? Yeah, you don't see anybody else to talk. So <laughs> The coyotes and yeah. the odd farm dogs. Just on the combine all by yourself. Right? <laughs> Pretty lonely. <laughs> Just you swathing, bot. All right, thanks for the text. You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. I, I don't know what's going to stem from this, but I saw something that made me LOL uh, earlier this morning on social media, you know, not... You know, it's nice to find things that are actually funny. Aren't poisonous? Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. This is actually a good one. All right. It's from somebody who just uh, did a tweet and said, the best thing to overhear is people talking to their pets when they don't know anyone is nearby. A woman just walked by me with a huge lab and said, GD, Carl. 
we're not doing this again. <laughs> I just find that so funny. First off, the dog with the human name. Yes. Right? It's like, yeah. gosh, Carl. Yeah, love that. Right? Love that. And so then there's replies to it. And there's somebody who said, I was in New York City. I walked by a woman asking her badly behaved Samoid, how many times do we have to have this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> Do you, do you talk to your animals like that? You talking down to your dog like you would talk down a five-year-old? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, come here, Mittens. We've had this discussion before. What do you think's going to happen? My dog stays out of the way, so we don't really have a lot no, of those yeah, conversations. Dog, yeah, I'm sure you've... Chloe, now, let's get off the table. What have we talked about before? Yes, Chloe. 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 You, you live a very good life, please. Just like Chloe's going to remember that... <laughs> conversation verbatim. Oh, right. <laughs> Human did say not to do that. Chloe, you know what the definition of insanity is? <laughs> Repeating the same thing. Come on, Carl. Do we have to have this discussion again? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where this subject goes, but I just thought that was really funny. Hey, first text in, I 100% talk to my dog like a human. Yeah. Yeah. You do? Yeah. Yeah. Like a human you like? That's the question. <laughs> Sometimes. I mean, <laughs> I have three African... African gray parrots, and when I talk to them, they talk back. One tells me to go to bed. <laughs> Fair. They, I, parrot would be the worst to talk to because they get sassy. <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> I work at a doggy daycare, and I talk to all of them. Sure. Like Another text. Anyone with a pet says they, if they don't talk to them like a human, they're a liar. We all do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll keep them coming. 780-421-1039. GD, Carl, we're not going to do this again. <laughs> not here right now, Carl. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Jack and Matt. Yeah, how do you talk to your animals? You talk to them like human beings. I like this text. I talk to my pets like humans and my son like a dog. When he doesn't listen, we whistle or yell, caca, and he listens every time. <laughs> 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 Caca! All right, my name is Chloe. I work as a vet tech, and I always talk to the animals before addressing the people. The confusion on some people's face when I have a full conversation with their dog is priceless. I've seen that too. It's uh, yeah, it's you know what? I was gonna say treat them like they're human beings, but they do treat them like you know they treat them like they're special, and they're the reason you're there. They are the patient, so it makes sense, doesn't it? I love when my vet tech talks to my dog before me. Yeah, yeah. At least yeah. I know they're passionate for what they do. Yeah. You're like, Hello, dog. How are you? Is is your owner good to you? Because you look pretty sad. Remember the talk we had in the car. <laughs> you don't admit anything or else. Hey, thanks for listening to the Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. If people want to find out more about Jack, where do they got to go? You can go at kissin underscore Jack, J-A-C-K, on Twitter. What about you, Matt? I'm Matt D. Builder on Twitter. All right, because you're building all the time. That's right. How about you, Chris? <laughs> well, I'm at Chris Sheets. Everybody spells my name wrong. S-C-H-E-E-T-Z. And don't forget about this podcast. Yes, you can rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a moment of all the fun we have. If you enjoyed it, tell a friend. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 5 on Kissin' Country 103.9.